You're listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, episode 94. You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures mate for life. But isn't that, like, cheating? We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. This is the Touch of Flavor podcast. Dating and relationship advice by kinksters for kinksters. Join us as we tackle BDSM, sex, non-monogamy, and how to build extraordinary relationships in an ordinary world. And now your hosts, Cassie and Rigel. All right, so... I don't think we have any, like, sometimes we do, like, some housekeeping. Here's what's going on, short of, like, waiting for Cassie to pop out a baby. I don't think we have anything overly new. So I think we're just going to dive right in. I want to start with a story because the story plays into the topic for the night. What's something in your relationship that seems like an incompatibility? Something you're having trouble moving past? So I'm going to start this with a story, like I said. And this story starts with somebody who sent in a message that I was chatting with on our Facebook page the other day. And I'm obviously not going to reveal their name. And I'm going to kind of generalize this out a little bit. But I was talking to somebody on the page and, you know, the conversation kind of started with, I'm Polly, but, you know, I think my boyfriend has trust issues and I'm not sure if this can work. I said, okay, you know, tell me a little more. Let's dive in. Like, what's going on? And we started talking about some of these things, right? And she said, well... You know, what happened is, you know, I'm in the situation and so we went into the relationship. I knew I was Polly. He didn't know I was Polly. You know, we went into the relationship and then I told him I was Polly. We were kind of working through things. But, you know, we broke up a few times. And, you know, when we broke up, uh, you know, I, I had this one partner I'd go have sex with. And to my boyfriend, that was cheating. But I don't really think it was cheating because, you know, we'd been broken up for a couple days or whatever. So it wasn't cheating to me. I said, okay. So what else happened? Like, how'd you get to this point where you you think your boyfriend has trust issues and you're not gonna be able to be poly and that can't work? And she said, well, you know, so the guy who I'd been having sex with, uh, you know, one day my partner was out of town and, you know, I went and I visited this guy who I was sleeping with whenever we broke up. And, uh, you know, and I, I went and I visited him and I didn't tell my boyfriend because I knew he'd freak out. Right. I knew he'd freak out and I knew that would be a problem. So I didn't do it. Uh, But then later, my boyfriend was going through my phone and he found the messages where I was going over to this guy's house and, you know, he freaked out and he doesn't trust me. And, you know, I, I, I think he's got trust issues and I feel like I'm just being punished for even being poly. Like it doesn't even seem like it. Like he just doesn't want me to be poly. Who can tell me the problem with this story? Who already sees the issue here? That's I mean, there's a lot of issues, but. Does anybody see kind of the overall general problem with with the way that we started this? You know, I'm Polly, but I think my boyfriend has trust issues and I don't know if he can do this. Cassie, do you want to start with what the problem is or what we're, 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 we're talking about? Not being honest about needing Polly from the start. Also true. Very true. So where we're going with this is that this person is talking about their partner not being able to trust them right? They're coming from this place of, I don't know if my partner can do this thing. And that's problematic when we start looking at things and we start questioning, well, you know, I don't think you can do this thing, but I haven't set you up with the opportunity to do so. Yeah. Cause the question is, 
these problems that they're having, does this have anything to do with him not being able to be poly? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe to be perfectly fine with him being poly. But there's a lot of shit going on here. Uh, there's 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 this stuff where there's, you know, agreements that aren't in place or are being broken that he feels like cheating. There's the going behind the back. There's the having to find out from going through the phone, which he absolutely shouldn't have done. I'll put that out there. But the thing is, kind of the, the point is, you know, she's coming and saying, oh, my boyfriend can't be poly. And the question is, can he be poly? Can he not be poly? Who knows, right? Because of the way that this was going about, of course, it's going to go poorly regardless. And, you know, these are, this is a pretty extreme example. Um, but people do this all the time and not just with, you know, I don't know if my partner can be poly, but with a whole different bunch of things. Yeah. Anything from, you know, I don't know if my partner can ever accept me for who I am. They won't be able to accept me for being polyamorous. My partner will never trust me with ex partner, kind of going back to this one. My partner will never be okay with time, right? Mm. Me spending time with somebody, maybe really taking a look at that and asking, am I giving my partner time, right? Like if there's this, if I haven't given my partner time and we're constantly arguing over time and I haven't actually negotiated any time and I'm giving another person time over here, I can't really say that my partner's ever not going to be okay with me spending time with my other partner, right? Right. And, and sometimes these things are about poly, right? So sometimes it's my partner will never be okay with me being poly. My partner will never trust me with ex-partner. Like my partner will never trust me with this. This is something that we, we ran into recently with a couple of people in our program, right? My partner will never trust me with this person or my partner will never give me as much free time as I need to explore my other relationships. And sometimes, and, and here's the really interesting thing. Sometimes both people think this, you know, a lot, sometimes we talk to people and, and the important thing to understand about this is, you know, where a lot of this is coming from. You know, we talk to people a lot of times on these breakthrough calls that we do with folks who, you know, they're looking for help with their poly relationships, who they think that their relationship is doomed because they're not compatible for X reason, where X is some of the things we said or some other things, right? Like, you know, we're not compatible because my partner will never be okay with me being poly. So our relationship is doomed, right? My partner will never trust me with this person I need them to trust me with. Uh, so, you know, whatever, like my partner will never let me have the amount of time that I need. And sometimes, again, both people think this. A uh, couple conversations I've had over the last couple weeks have been with people who are newer to polyamory. And the conversation is, you know, sometimes even the other partner is like, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I can ever be okay with this, right? I, I, don't, I don't think I can ever be okay with my partner being polyamorous, having another partner. And sometimes it's not about polyamory. Sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, we'll just never be able to communicate. Like, you know, we've we've been doing this for 10 years and we don't know how to communicate or, you know, my partner will just never listen to me. They'll never see my point of view. They'll never be empathetic. They'll never show me that my views are valid. Yeah. Um, or I'm trying to think of some other ones or like we just we've just fallen out of love, you know, and that's just how it is. And there's all these stories that we tell ourselves right about how things currently are and, and this whole list of reasons as far as why we're not compatible. And, you know, the thing to understand about this is that when, when, when we're thinking about this is that there's some truth to this, right? And the truth is because, you know, if you believe these stories, if you believe these things, then yeah, why try? Right. And that's that's the real danger here. Like if you really believe that your partner will just never be OK with you being who you are, that you'll never be able to get back in love, that your you'll your partner will never listen to you. Right. That you'll never be able to communicate. Well, then why try? 
right? Because these things aren't fixable by definition. Like you're, you're deciding up front that these things aren't fixable. And usually this comes from a point of, and you, you correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think usually for people, this comes from a point of, well, you know, we, we've tried to fix these things, right? And they haven't worked. You agree with that? Yeah. It's normally not that they've never done anything. It's normally we've, we've done X, Y, and Z and, and we haven't gotten anywhere. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, you know, people listening, like, does any of this kind of ring true for you? Have you found yourself in this spot of like, of, of telling yourself, like my partner will just never X, right? Or we'll never X, like we'll never this, we'll never that, we'll never be able to this, or my partner will never be able to this. And the problem with this is what we see is that folks wind up giving up too soon. They wind up giving up before they've really given things a real shot at working. And we'll talk about what that looks like in a minute. But like I said, it makes sense because when the way that you're thinking is I can never this, I can never that, they can never this, they can never that, we can never this, you're you're admitting defeat from the beginning, right? You lose that motivation too. You lose that motivation. And, and this is why this is so important. So those of you who are here and listening, some of you may have seen the last video that we did on jealousy. And some of this kind of ties back into that. And I think, I think actually doing the live that we did on jealousy and then some work and conversations we've had with people on calls over the last, last couple of weeks since then is kind of what brought this up for us. Because, you know, one thing that we talked about when we were talking about jealousy is this concept of sometimes you just don't know if you can deal with jealousy or not until you deal with all the things that are going on that are good reasons to be jealous. And you can take that quality and apply it here because here's the thing. What we find is that a lot of the times when people are in the situation where they're like, we never this, we never that, they never this, she'll never that, I can't this. The fact of the matter is, is that there's good reasons for what's happened. Let me explain that. Like, my partner will never be okay with me being poly. Well, if... Just as an example, you both went into poly completely unprepared for it, and it's just been a miserable experience for both of you, and you know your partner wasn't getting their needs met to begin with, and they are even less now, well, of course they're not okay with you being poly. Of course, right? Does that mean they couldn't be okay with you being poly? It doesn't necessarily mean that. Going back to the example of time, like, you haven't given your partner, you know, time. Your partner's been asking for like you two to schedule intimacy or schedule date nights and you've put that off. And now you're saying, well, I know Thursday is supposed to be our night, but now I'd like to add that to my other partner. So my partner's never going to be okay with me adding more days to hanging out with other people. Or my partner is never going to be okay with me spending the night at my partner's house when maybe several times now I've spent the night or not come home and not texted and not let my partner know that I wasn't coming home, right? Like I've, I've broken that trust already. Or um, uh, my partner will never trust me with this person. And I, I said, that's something that we heard with a couple of our clients lately. And it becomes, well, you know, your partner won't trust you with this person, but the two of you keep breaking agreements. Like maybe if the two of you weren't breaking agreements all the time, your partner would trust you with them. 
And and this even gets down to the other things like like this, you know, we just don't love each other anymore. Okay, well, you know, that happens to a lot of people where you kind of fall out of love. But is it that you can't love each other anymore? Or is it that the two of you haven't had the the tools that it takes to maintain that to fall back in love, right? We, we, we can just never stop arguing. Okay, well, is it really true that just we completely have an inability to stop arguing? Or is it that we haven't learned what we've needed to learn to stop arguing? And so this is this is the important thing here, which is to understand that this is where, you know, I talked earlier about the danger and the danger here comes with giving up too soon. And the, the thing to realize, there's a couple really, really important things to realize here, right? And like I said, I can tie this back to the jealousy example. The problem is, is that when there's really good reasons for what's happening, you can't just take that thing in face value and say, this will always be. When there's really good reasons for you to feel jealous, like an example I gave last week was, I've been asking for date nights for, for three years and you always tell me, no, we don't have the time, we don't have the money, we can't do date nights. But now you've got this new partner and you're, you're taking them out three times a week. Of course, I'm going to feel jealous. And that applies to these other things as well, you know, because the thing is, you know, we look at these things and we go, oh, my primary will never be able to understand how I need to communicate. Like I said, they never listen to me. They'll never be okay with me being poly. We get this a lot with people who are bringing polyamory into a relationship. Maybe it's a relationship that was monogamous. Maybe it's a relationship that we, we talk to some people who like they swing, but now it's, you know, there's romance getting involved and stuff's changing. But however that goes, that rolls out really, really poorly. And then there's, well, my partner can never be okay with me being poly. And it's like, okay, look, like, uh, I hate to break this to you, but you didn't tell your partner you were polyamorous. You slept with this person behind their back. Like the two of you have had no tools to navigate this and you've been screaming at each other for a month straight. Like, of course they're not okay with you being poly. And you can take that down the list and apply it to these other examples. But the important thing to understand here is that, and this is what I want you to take from this is, you can't give up and just say this is the way that it is when you haven't actually dealt with the stuff that's causing it. You can't just say my partner will never be okay with me being poly when that's been approached poorly and you've never dealt with it or you've never actually like gained the skills or like been able to form the agreements that work for everybody because you don't know. Like you can't say my partner will never let me have time if your time, if, if you've been arguing about time for two years and you've never gotten that sorted, and now you want more time. Help me out here. You talk to more people than I do. <laughs> well, it's, it comes down to we start to blame our partners, right? We start to say, well, my partner can't do this, and this is the reason. And some of the time, maybe that is the case, but you really have to look back and ask, how am I contributing to this situation? And, you know, what am I doing? And if there are those things, whether it's me or we, I need to fix those things. Like I can't, it's, it's really easy for me to say it's, it's your fault. You'll never do X, Y, or Z, or it's our relationship is just going to be doomed. But until you actually do the work, until you actually take the time to try to fix those things, of course, it's going to be that way. And this is something, you know, when we're working with our clients lately, we've really started to dive into lately and introduce this concept of owning your shit. And owning your shit is you don't get to give up on your partner. You don't get to say, oh, they can't do this. Oh, they can't do that. Oh, it's just like this until you have actually fixed all the shit you need to fix first. Until you've dealt with yourself, you've dealt with the situation, you fix what you need to fix. And that's really important, right? This concept of owning your shit 
and being like, I cannot blame my partner for X, Y, and Z until I have handled myself in this situation. I can't say they can't do this. I can't say that, you know, they'll never do this. They'll never be this until I've actually dealt with my end. So that's one end. But the other end is just, you know, because like I said, sometimes this isn't just my partner, right? My partner, this, it's it's we. We can't do this. We'll never be able to do this. We'll never be able to be have a good relationship. We'll never be able to be in love again. We'll never be able to, to actually get through a conversation. And what I want you to realize, no matter which of these boats that you're in, whether it's my partner can't do this or whether it's we can't do this, is that until you have really addressed whatever's underneath, right? Until you've really addressed all those factors that, of course, play into that. Whether it's we scream at each other all the time, but we never really learned how to communicate well, or... We have no agreements, but we don't know how to make them. Right. We've never actually been able to work through figuring out how to make good agreements. And stuff, or I can stack on that. Or, you know, we constantly have stuff blow up, but we don't actually have any agreements in place. Or... All these things that we're talking about, right? The really important thing to realize is that until you can get underneath and solve those problems, you haven't actually given your relationship a fair shot. And this is really at the end of the day where I want to get and what I want you to take away from this. Because it's funny, when we started kind of outlining this, I really thought this was going to be more of like an owning your shit thing, like we're working on our clients with right now, right? But the more that I thought about it, the more I was thinking, you know, that that's really not where a lot of the people that we're talking to not in our program are at yet. A lot of the people that we're talking to, whether it's on the phone or it's in the lives, it's really not that. That's kind of more a more advanced up here thing, right? Like we're sorting through it. But for a lot of folks who may be listening to this, it's really more this concept of you've never actually given your relationship a real shot. Like you've never actually given it a real shot to work. Because you've never dealt with those things. Like you've kind of sat on the surface and said, oh, this can't work. That can't work. You can't be poly. We can't communicate. You won't let me have this. And so stuff just sucks and sat with it and never actually looked at the root issues, never actually done the work, never actually solved those things to give this relationship a fair shot. Because what I will tell you, and this is what I've really come to realize over the last few weeks of talking to people is that if you're looking at this person you're you're I'm looking at Cassie I'm saying like you know I really really love you you know but there's all these problems and I'm thinking maybe we can't be together anymore maybe this isn't a healthy relationship maybe we're just incompatible maybe we're just incompatible like maybe or maybe you just can't x or maybe we just can't y but until I've actually really done whatever I can to address the root issues, the stuff that's causing that stuff to address the, and I guess a better way to explain it than the root issues is, like I said, like the things that of course would result in that. Of course, cheating on your partner results in them not trusting you. Of course, you two rolling out poly horribly means your partner isn't comfortable with you being poly. Of course, the two of you screaming at each other all the time and have, having never learned uh, the tools to actually communicate, like makes you two feel like you can't talk to each other. And until you've actually gone and addressed those things that we all know, well, obviously, like, obviously, obviously, like, we can't do this because we don't have this. We've never done this. You really haven't given your relationship the chance that it deserves to succeed. And I see so many people give up and and just move on when, you know, they're, and it breaks my heart a little bit, right? Because if you've 
talk to us while you you understand that we we talk to probably and when I say talk I mean like one on one or one on two or one on three mm-hmm. to like maybe three hundred people a year ish mm-hmm. like just one on one right. And that's not including the people who write us emails and our podcasts and everything else. Yeah, I I was really just talking about them for right now. And like uh, so many times I talk to people and 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 you look and you realize like, you know, like you're 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 on the verge. Like You've been together X number of years. You love each other so much. Like you have all these things together that you love. Like and this could really be a beautiful relationship. And there's so much potential here. And you've never, and, and you're about to, you're about to like give that up and you've never really actually given this a chance to work. Like it, it's never, you've never set this up to succeed. Like you've always has, you've always set this up to fail and now it is failing and, and it's never going to get that shot to be what it could be. And it's just heartbreaking, right? It's a sad thing because it's about that loss of opportunity, right? We only get, you know, one life with our partner. And I'm not not trying to be a downer here, but we 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 only get one life with the people that we love, partner or partners. And to see folks get to a point where they have these few missing pieces, whether it's, you know, I think we're incompatible because of this or we are arguing all the time because we can't sort through why. And to see this and that be the thing that eventually just makes us give up is is sad because you get to a place where you assume that that's just where you have to stay and you don't have to stay there right like we don't have to stay in the suck forever so no yeah and 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 the thing is is like and you realize and the upside of this me getting like all like uh is like you know the upside of this though is the realization that i have that like when people actually can do this right when they can set themselves up to win Right. When they can actually give their relationships a shot, when they can actually, you know, address those those things at the root and, and actually give themselves a fair chance to win. Like, OK, so you haven't you've never been comfortable with me spending this much time with other partners, you know, but now now like we have some agreements around time where we're both getting fulfilled and we have like a schedule that's working. And now all of a sudden I can go do that and we're both happy or I never thought you'd be okay with me being poly. And this is the kind of, now now I'm getting excited again, right? Because this is the kind of transformation that we see all the time in the people we work with. Or I I never thought that I'd be okay with being poly, but it turned out that really, you know, once we actually got, go ahead. I, I mean, I'm going to go there. No, I'm, I'm going to go there. I never thought my partner would be okay with me having sex with somebody else. I thought my partner was never, ever going to say that was fine. And we see this. We see this with our clients where this has been a, a, a an area, but it was because we never actually had agreements around those things. But now we have agreements and understandings, and now you're more comfortable. I'm not just saying, well, I'm going out and having sex. Tough shit, right? Like we actually got to a place where we've made agreements and you feel comfortable and I feel comfortable. Or holy shit, like we learned, we we solved some of these other problems in our relationships that have been going on and it turns out we can be madly back in love again, right? So the great news is, is that like it, when, you, when you actually choose to address those things, when you actually choose to give our, your relationships a fair shot, so, so much of the time you can turn around even a relationship that like it, it may have seemed completely hopeless before. And so I guess if, if I want you to take two things away from this, uh, you know, it would be number one, don't go and say, oh, my partner this or I that and give up on them or give up on your relationship until you've done everything you need to do. Right. So own your shit. So that's thing one. 
But the second thing, the bigger thing, the thing that I think is is more important with where a lot of people are at is do whatever it takes to give your relationship that fair shot. Like if you love these people or this person or whatever, don't just let it go. Don't just look at things on face value and be like, oh, well, we just we just can't ever be happy. We just can't ever we just can't be poly or, you know, we we just can't stop arguing or we just can't love each other. Like, it's just where we're at. Actually dig, actually dig, actually dig into and see and look and see, like, what are those reasons why obviously this is happening? Like, what are all the reasons that, what are all the things that we would need to overcome to actually figure this out and actually give this a chance? Can you... Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I mean, so really sit down and start looking at the things that aren't working. Really look at those things and start saying, okay, in order for us to get to a better place, what are the things that actually need to be addressed? What are the things that actually need work? Before I throw my hands up in the air, I need to actually figure out, we need to figure out, what are those things that need to be worked on, that need to be given care and time and energy and new skills or anything else? I'm, I'm Like time, energy, new skills, attention. Attention is the word that I was Guidance, looking for. Yeah. <laughs> accountability. So, you know, what are those things that have been in the background that we have not stepped up and actually taken responsibility for and done something with? And so I think that's really what I want you to take away, guys. And like I said, this isn't all a downer. The, the really amazing thing, and I, I had alluded to it or said it, is once you can do that, though, there are so many things. We see so many relationships turn around that it's like people just thought we're completely hopeless because it turns out, no, like there was so much good under there. And this this problem or two that you thought was unsolvable, it really was just you had never actually given it a real chance to be successful. You had just always set it up for failure before. So that's what I'd love to get across to you folks. And so make sure that you're looking at those things. And, you know, like I said, if you need help looking at that or you need help figuring out what's underneath or you you look at what's underneath and are like, shit, like, okay, well, we figured that out now, but don't know how to tackle it. Do give us a call, right? Like I said, we talk to hundreds of people a year in, in whatever situation you're in like that. And, you know, we, we can absolutely help you figure out and spend a significant amount of our time actually figuring out, okay, here's the three things you think are the problem. And here's the, the things that are really going on that are keeping you from even being able to fix any of those things. So if you want to do that, just go to a touch of forward slash call. You can set up a free call right now. It's just the two of us who take them currently. So, you know, you'll wind up talking to one of us and we can, we can really dig into this stuff. Right. So with that, as far as questions go, we have some great, great, great things as far as incompatibilities and stuff here that are fantastic. So Mandy had asked, is that cheating when talking about the the person but the story that I told initially, it would depend exactly on the agreements that they had at the time. I don't know exactly. What I will say, though, is certainly that her partner felt like he had been cheated on, which either means that he was or that their agreements were unclear unclear enough to, to cause that to be an issue. Okay, this may be off topic a bit, but how do you start the conversation about these topics with a partner from the get-go? I want to let him know that setting limits and being upfront is key. So as far as that goes, I think that, A, making sure they know upfront that you're poly. 
would would kind of be mark one. I'm trying to think, do we have anything specifically on this or do you want to take a couple um, minutes? And- I'll, I'll, I'll take it. So one of the things is, especially when we're starting with a new partner, is we want to establish our relationship on a grounds of of being open communicators and trustworthy and providing that space. And the big thing with that is us starting from that place. So that means when we're starting a relationship, sharing our perspectives and then asking our partner for them. So if you're asking as far as like, how do you do that from the get-go? The big get-go thing is, is you starting to be that person, right? You be that person and show up and do that and your partners will follow. If I if I want to be a good communicator or I want my partner to be a good communicator, I should be a good communicator. If I want my partner to share, I should be sharing. My wife and I are open, but I still feel like I shouldn't talk or anything. So if you're noticing that you're feeling like you're walking on eggshells, this is actually a topic for a live that I plan on doing. <laughs> So I'm not going to go too, too far down this rabbit hole because I actually have a live that I'm planning on doing. So you'll go down it for like 40 minutes. Um, So I'll go down that rabbit hole for like 30, 40 minutes. But the general thing that I'm going to give you is if you feel like you're walking on eggshells in your relationship, what's happening is you are in fear. You're in fear that something is going to go wrong. You're in fear that something bad is going to happen. But going back to this is, is there a good reason for you to be walking on eggshells? Is there been arguments about these things? Is there been things that you've done that's caused harm to your relationship? What are those things? And can those things be addressed? And if you can't address those things, that might be a time to speak, you know, reach out for guidance and help and and see why that keeps coming up. But If it is something that you can own and you can work on, work on those things so that they don't keep coming up, right? Walking on eggshells really is because something keeps happening over and over again and you're waiting for that reaction. You're waiting for your partner to be angry. You're waiting for your partner to be jealous. You're waiting for your partner. And it goes back to a lot of the things that we said here, which is you kind of have to own, am I actually causing that? Have we actually worked on these things? Have we actually given the opportunity for us to feel light, to feel good when we're around each other? So just keep those things in mind. Everybody, though, it's been fantastic talking to you tonight. Like I said, really, please, like, make sure that, you know, if you have somebody, you, you have people you love, like, make sure that you aren't just giving up without really giving that relationship a go. Do whatever it takes, solve those problems, look at those root things, like make sure that you are setting yourself up to win, not to fail, and that have made sure that you have done that and done everything you can to do that before you give up on people that you love, okay? And like I said, if you do need some help and you do, uh, you know, to look at that stuff, do book a call with us. We'd be happy to talk to you about it, okay? All right, everybody, you have a fantastic evening. It was great seeing you all, and we will see you again in the group, but then also next time. Thanks for listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, where we're building relationships outside of the box. Got a question about kink, power exchange, or open relationships that you've been holding on to for years? This is the place to ask it. Submit your question at atouchofflavor.com slash ask, or leave us a voicemail at 833-ASK-TOF1.